Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is my joy to be with you guys today. If you are new to the show, we have an episode releasing every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, anywhere podcasts are listening to, and you could tune in there. There's 200 and change <laughs> episodes, um, and so there's so much to edify you, to strengthen your faith, um, a lot of revelation, wisdom, um, intimate knowledge of who Jesus is, lots of interviews with amazing leaders in the body of Christ, and so you definitely want to... Um, take advantage of having that content out there and go to YouTube as well. If you're on YouTube, you prefer watching videos, you could definitely go to YouTube and um, you could subscribe there as well. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, edified, awakened by the gospel of Jesus. Ephesians 5.14, awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. That was spoken to believers. We need to be awakened from our spiritual slumber. We need to rise in resurrection life and glory, walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and the presence of our Savior so we can make an impact in the world with the good news, with the gospel, okay? And if you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you're looking to plug into a body, a church. My wife and I planted a church called Awaken Dallas in obedience to the Lord, and um, it's been blessing. We've had amazing encounters with the Lord. We've, man, it's been, it's been epic. The presence of God has been so strong. We've been following the voice of the Holy Spirit. We've had, we had the beautiful community is developing and um, man, it is so cool to see what the Lord is doing. Um, our vision and the pulse behind Awaken Dallas is to know Jesus deeply and to live for him passionately, to know Jesus deeply and to live for him passionately. Living for him passionately looks like representing him well out there in the world, to our families and friends, in our school and workplace, to our city, and also to the nations of the world. We have a missions heart. Our mission statement is to ignite a movement of spirit-filled disciples that live in first love passion for Jesus and who are equipped to spread the gospel and love and power to the world around us. And our four pillars are the presence of God, we do every everything from that place of his presence. Intimacy comes first. All fruitfulness, all fruitfulness flows from that place. Number two, we are an equipping church. We believe in the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Number three, we are a church on a mission together, locally and globally. We believe that's important to be sowing into missions and the preaching of the gospel and that we have, all of us have a calling to minister the gospel in our different unique harvest fields that God's given us. And number four, family. We believe all of us need a spiritual family and that number one, the gospel goes to our families. We need to learn how to live it and flesh it out within the context of our families. And also spiritual family and community is very important. And so come join us at Awaken Dallas. Details below. Go to awakendallas.com. Um, and you can find out all our meeting times Sundays at 4 p.m. We meet in the design district of Dallas currently. Every once in a while, we might meet at a different spot. That's why you always got to check the website, okay? And so I'm going to read from Zechariah chapter 4, okay? Um, this is something the Lord's been highlighting to me, especially in the beginning stages of building 
awaken Dallas. The Lord has encouraged and strengthened my heart with this passage. But I also felt like this is something that is applicable to everyone. And this is something that is a prophetic word for this time and hour, especially as the Lord is raising up pioneers. The Lord is raising up individuals to step out in faith into a different harvest field sometimes. I see people going into business now when they were in full-time ministry. I see people changing career paths. I see people stepping out and birthing ministries. I see people going to the mission field. And so we are all serving the Lord in our own capacity. And I feel like Zephaniah 4 really speaks into um, a lot of different areas that are necessary. We need to wrap our mind and our heart around this. We need to be encouraged and strengthened by this. And so in the time of Zephaniah, this is when Israel was actually released from Babylonian captivity. Okay, so for many years, they were um, under the captivity of Babylon. And um, they're now back in the promised land, um, and they are trying to rebuild their culture, rebuild their lives, rebuild the temple, and it's taking longer than they expected it to take, okay? The people are getting frustrated, um, and uh, just going back to life as normal for the people of Israel with their with their religious duties and their business duties and their life and everything and that's going on. You know, people wanted to get it up and running, but it was taking longer. So there was frustration and God raised up a prophet, Zechariah, to really speak into what the Lord is doing. And there was the rebuilding of the temple. And there's two people in the uh, book of Zechariah that are prophetic pictures of Jesus. If you go to previous chapters, I believe it's chapter three, it talks about Joshua being the high priest at the right hand of God. Um, Joshua is actually a prophetic picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. And so you see Joshua as being a picture of the Messiah, being a picture of Jesus. And then you go into chapter four of the book of Zechariah and you see Zerubbabel, um, is being used as a picture of Jesus Christ, symbolic, prophetic. And so when Zerubbabel is mentioned, it's actually referring to Jesus. Okay. And so, when you get into Zechariah chapter four, I'm going to read and I'm going to just encourage you on some prophetic nuggets. I feel like the Lord really wants to encourage and strengthen his people with right now. And one of those people is you, okay, is you. And so um, number uh, chapter four, verse one, then the angel of the Lord was speaking with me, returned and roused me as a man who was awakened from his sleep. That really stood out to me because awakening burns in my heart. It says here, the angel who was speaking with me returned and roused me as a man who was awakened from his sleep. So he wasn't sleeping and the angel woke him up. He's saying as a man. And so when the angel came and spoke to him, when the word of the Lord came to him through the angel, it hit him in such a way that it, it like jolted him. Um, to awareness, to 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 a state of uh, of being alert, to like whoa, like I was once sleeping, I was, you know, my mind wasn't active, my heart wasn't engaged, and pop, like I am awakened now. And just one word from God does that to us. You ever get a word from the Lord and it just jolted your spirit and it woke you up and you're like, wow, I'm seeing clearly now. I'm seeing clearly now. The rain is gone. Like boom. Like, sorry, I didn't mean, I don't want to go. I could have really belted that, but I decided not to. But being awakened from our sleep of just like, whoa, like, man, it was cloudy. And now I see the light. Like I was in the dark, man. Like I was once lifeless, but now that one word from the Lord just, just woke me up and strengthened me and brought me to a place of being alert. And so it's just, it's amazing. The Lord is doing that right now. Okay. He's awakening the church from our slumber, from our complacency, from our compromise, from our lack of motivation, from our carnalities. He is shaking us. 
And there's areas of our lives where we're fully awake and fully alive. And there's areas of our lives that are slumbering. And the apostle Paul said, now's not the time to be sleeping, church. Now's not the time to be sleeping. Every moment matters. We need to live in the light as he is in the light because we are sons of light. So why are we going to be in the darkness when we are in the light? And so he's saying, come on, live in the light of freedom. Live in the light of truth. Don't hide. Don't just go through the motions. Don't live a carnal life, a sinful life, a, a life of compromise when there's a Lord of love, a Lord of forgiveness, a Lord of, of uh, there's a covenant that is enacted upon better promises for you. And so he was awakened, just one word, and he was awakened. He was jolted. He was, wow, just empowered to see clearly and to see things differently. And then the angel in verse two said to him, what do you see? And I said, I see and behold a lampstand, all of gold with its bowl on the top of it and its seven lamps on it with seven sprouts belonging to each of the lamps which are on top of it. Also two olive trees by it, one on the right side of the bowl and the other on its left. Now this is a picture of the Holy Spirit. It's that menorah. It's the seven. If you know what you're talking about, we see a menorah. It's got the seven um, spouts that come out and it's got the seven lights it's the seven spirits of the Lord, the seven eyes of the Lord that go out. And Isaiah chapter 11, it's the spirit of the Lord of you know wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and counsel, and spirit of the fear of the Lord. And it goes on to the seven spirits of the Lord. And so this is a picture of the Holy Spirit um, burning in our midst, in the midst of the church, how the Holy Spirit needs to have preeminence in the church, in the body of Christ. And then if you go on to say, then I said to the angel who was speaking with me, what are these things, my Lord? So the angel who was speaking with me answered and said, do you not know what, what these things are? And I said, no, my Lord. And so how many times do you feel like the Lord spoke to you something, showed you a vision, you, you had a dream, you woke up, you kind of felt like the dream was from the Lord and you had no clue what in the world it meant. That's exactly what happened to Zechariah. Okay. So you're in good company. Zechariah didn't always understand what the Lord was showing him, what the Holy Spirit was showing him. You know, the angel was just like, what, you don't get it? Like, you don't know what this is. And he's like, no, I don't. All right. Well, then he goes on and shares it with them. All right. So if you feel dense sometimes when God's trying to show you something, you're in good company. Okay. Zechariah wrote a book in the Bible and he was a prophet of God in a very trying time. And so, um, oftentimes we could hear from God, but the interpretation is the hard part, right? And so the angel says, okay, you don't know, not a big deal, moving on. So the angel who was speaking with him answered and said, do you not know what these things are? I said, no. Verse six, then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to, Zer to Zerubbabel saying, not by might, but by my spirit, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts. What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain, and he will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace, grace to it. And so this is what the Lord Jesus says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. The old covenant was a covenant of might and power. We had to obey God um, and external laws that were not woven into our hearts yet. And, um, <laughs> and now there's a covenant of power, a covenant uh, by the spirit of the Lord that empowers us to obey him. And how many times do we strive in our own abilities, strive in our own strength, and we're trying to perform and please God in our own natural abilities. We need to breathe easy and know that it's the Holy Spirit that works in us and through us. He's the one that gives us the desire and the power to fulfill the desires of Christ. And so it's not by might nor by power, but by the spirit of God. May the Holy Spirit rule our lives. May he be the refreshing that comes to us. May he be the empowerment in our daily lives. 
What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain. Are we trying to defeat our great mountains that stand before us, our troubles, our trials, our hard circumstances? Are we trying to defeat these things on our own? Because before Jesus, before Zerubbabel, before Jesus, that mountain becomes a plain. It gets flattened. It's by his strength and his power, not our strength and our power. And when he's the Lord of our lives and we're not the Lord in our heart and we're not making ourselves idols in our lives and we're living for him and we're abiding in him, then the mountains in our life eventually become plains that, that man, like that mountain cannot stand before the Lord. He said, speak if you have faith and that mountain will be cast into the sea. Jesus and the power of his name. And as he's preeminent in our lives, mountains become plains before him. So if you have a mountain in your life right now, lay down, surrender, yield to him because he will make that mountain a plain in your life. What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you'll become a plain and he will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace, grace to it. The new covenant is a covenant of grace, grace. (laughs) It's a covenant of grace, grace grace, a covenant of not by might nor by power, but by the spirit of the Lord. That is the new covenant. And you know, when it's something in Hebrew when something's repeated twice, it actually wasn't said twice, but it was said with emphasis. And so when Jesus said, verily, verily, I say to you, he was saying verily, but with passion, but with emphasis, verily, I say to you, when the angels cried, holy, 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 that's three. Now they didn't say holy, holy, holy. They said, holy with all of their being to the point where it shook the temple of God in heaven. And so they shouted grace to the work of God, grace to the mountains that stand before us, grace to the, to the to, uh, constructing of the temple and in context here of just what God's doing in our lives, what God's doing in the earth, the plans that he has for us and the mountains that stand before us. There's a shout of grace of not by power, not by might, but by the Spirit of the Lord, shouts of grace to it. It's not you that's going to overcome, child of God. It's him and his victory. He overcame and he shouts grace to it. You need grace? Oh, come to his throne of grace and mercy to receive grace and mercy to help in your times of need. And then also the word of the Lord came to me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house and his hands will finish it. And then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. The hands of Jesus has built and laid the foundation of his house and will complete and finish his house. Let our hands not get in the way as we're building Awakened Dallas. May our hands not get in the way as we're in the harvest field, as we're at our jobs and building a business and as we're missionaries and as we're serving our church and as we're planning a church, as we're doing all these different things, as we're raising our family. May Jesus be the one who lays the foundation. May be may he be the one who builds it and finishes it. May we just partner with him as wise stewards and, and master builders with the Lord Jesus Christ. May we just partner with him in the power of the Holy Spirit, with the lamps stand the seven spirits of God in the center of it all by his spirit, not by our strength and not by our abilities in the power of grace. Look at this beautiful picture of Jesus laying the foundation of his church 
and completing it. It's not in our power, but it's his. And he's the one that's going to lay the foundation. He's laid the foundation. He's the one that will complete it. And it's not by our might or power. And it's him that shouts grace, grace to it. And there's this beautiful lampstand here of the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to build, not by might or power, but by the Spirit. Like this is this is a beautiful picture of what it's like to build with the Lord Jesus and how he's going to um, increase his church and the government of his kingdom in the earth. Then you will know the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Verse 10, for who has despised the day of small things or small beginnings? Are you despising something small that God's doing in your life? Maybe you just started a business. Maybe you started a church. Maybe you just began a family. Whatever's happening in your life, are you despising the day of small beginnings? Because we all need to start somewhere. Everything begins in seed form and over time in the right environment with water and sun in the right ground, that seed is going to spring forth and it's going to be abundant. It's going to be fruitful, but it's going to take time, maybe even years. Is Jesus your identity or is what you do and what you accomplish your identity? Is your identity shaken when people don't follow you and people don't help you and people don't praise you? Or is your identity solid because it's in Jesus Christ? Is he your satisfaction or is money and praise of man your satisfaction? Don't despise the day of small beginnings because guess who's there with you in the day of small beginnings? Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father God. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. But these seven, the seven lampstands and the seven eyes of the Lord, it goes on to say, will be glad when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These are the eyes of the Lord, which range to and fro throughout the earth. The eyes of the Holy Spirit range to and fro, to and fro throughout the earth. And the, and the Holy Spirit will be glad when he sees the plumb line in the hand of Jesus, raising a standard of righteousness in the body. Man, he's calling us higher. He's awakening us to who we are. And he's teaching us to walk this life out and not to live in compromise, not to live in complacency, not to live in selfishness and for our own ways, but to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the deal. The standard of righteousness is what Christ accomplished. We live rooted in his righteousness, rooted in identity, living in the grace of God, not by might nor by power, living in the shout of God's grace, living in the, in the, in the, in the, um, joy of salvation, being washed by his blood, being cleansed by him. That is the standard walking in our sonship, knowing Jesus. That is beautiful. But also there is a standard of, yes, the, Christ, the, the cross changed us, but now we must learn to deny ourselves and follow him, live the cruciform life, live the cross-shaped life of self-sacrifice, of laying our lives down for our friends like Jesus did, coming to serve instead of being served like Jesus did, denying our desires and putting the desires of others above our own, like the Apostle Paul said. When Jesus raises the standard and the church rises to the standard of his finished work and the power of walking that out in our daily lives, the Holy Spirit will be glad and he's looking around the earth to see who will rise up and awaken in this hour. I think I'm going to stop here for now. I'm going to stop here. If you're in a season right now where you're stepping into a new thing, be encouraged. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Lean on his strength and not your own. Allow the Lord to shout grace to it. Every mountain that's before you, let it become a plain before Jesus. Let him be the one who lays the foundation. Let him be the one who completes it. 
not only that, may we rise to the standard of his righteousness in our lives. May we not be slumbering and sleeping in this hour because the devil is having a heyday right now because he's lying to, he's deceiving the world and he's casting confusion on people's lives and he's going after children, going after family. He's going after the church. May we rise up in our authority as God's people and may we live in the love and the grace of Jesus Christ every day being different from this world, not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewal of our minds to live our lives on the altar, to conf- to, to present our bodies as a living sacrifice for that's worship. And so I bless you today. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Keep going after the Lord. Keep living in the obedience of faith. Keep trusting Jesus Christ with everything. Let him be the beginner and let him be the finisher. Let him be the author and let him be the one that completes it in your life. I bless you today. Share this with somebody that you feel like would need to be encouraged by this word. Share this with them. You'll strengthen them. And if you're new to the podcast, you want to keep listening to episodes, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. There's a new show every Monday on the the Charisma Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the like. So make sure to tune in. Make sure to share this. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in week after week. We had a few teaching episodes here the past few weeks, but we're going to be getting into some interviews with some amazing people from around the world again. And so uh, bless you guys. And if you're in Dallas, Fort Worth, join us Sunday at 4 p.m. Information in the description section for Awaken Dallas. Come encounter Jesus. Be refreshed in his presence. Be strengthened by his word. Get plugged into a spiritual community and family. You know, receive from the gifts of the spirit that flow in our midst. Come be awakened to what Jesus is doing in your heart in this hour. Come and join us at Awaken Dallas. But bless you. And I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org. TL.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.